Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Stopper 706. It's been a minute, but we're back in the building. It's committee podcast. We've got the usual suspects, and they will introduce themselves right now. It's Marcus Sniffles from Twitter. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's so chapa. Que lo que? Que lo que? Yes, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate all the new listeners, everybody on Twitter. Uh, appreciate y'all support and rocking with us. And we're going to jump right into it. So I know uh, Marcus, he was talking about, I guess there was a, was it an Oprah quote or a podcast interview or I don't know where you got this from, but explain it to the people. Uh, actually, I got it from, uh, Elle sent it to the group chat. It was basically, she was, I was some about kind to of... say. <laughs> I definitely, I must have missed that one. I had no idea where that came yeah, from. Yeah, I, I seen like a little bit of the interview, but it was basically Oprah is saying that she's frustrated with uh, young women and young men who think success is supposed to happen overnight essentially and for coming from her perspective i understand what she's saying but it is kind of a new day with social media and things can happen overnight you can become an overnight success rather quickly but on the other hand you also do need to be able to put in that work you also have to be able to grind you can't expect it but i i think l probably had a little bit more to say on it than what I got. Yeah, so she um it was a, a little interview, I'm guessing for a magazine. I didn't I didn't go too much into the sources. It was one of those one links lead to another. But essentially she was just express expressing and explaining her journey. Everybody knows Oprah's journey, you know, sorry from nothing made herself into who she is today. And she said how one thing I took away was how she said that she had to own the fact that she is um, like a voice to the people, so to speak. And um, she always looked at herself as just a person and just Oprah. And I'm just doing what I got to do for myself. But then she had to realize, OK, there is such a responsibility that comes with this title that I have, this, you know, this path that I was able to to lead. And she wanted to make sure that the younger people understood it. And she was I'm not gonna say she was so pissed, but she was definitely exactly what you said. She was frustrated because she felt as though the younger generation just wasn't really holding up, you know, the level of grind, so to speak, to put it nicely, as far as, you know, can they do it? Can they not? People are just kind of taking the easy way out is what she was basically trying to say was when it comes to social media. And that got some mixed reactions. There are some people who are actually pissed off with her in return. Like, how can you say that? Because Social media itself is not exactly an easy gig. So there is a battle between that and the comment section. So I wanted to see what you guys thought as far as this next generation, because that kind of includes us. Well, I'll start out with that. So that is interesting. Like with uh, with a lot of the people you'll see that are relatively successful in the social media sphere, and we can even go with podcasts, a lot of people think these people did show up overnight. Perfect example, rest in peace, Combat Jack. He'd been doing this podcast for a solid seven or eight years before the whole podcast thing jumped off. And he became one of the, you know, I guess, forefathers, one of the, uh, the people that folks looked at as, as the, you know, the, the standard of podcasting. But if you didn't know his story, you'd think that, hey, who's this Combat Jack guy? How's he getting these interviews? Why do people mess with him so much? The dude put in work. Right. And imagine if he would have quit after his sixth year or his six and a half year, he would never would have, you know, tasted the successes he had at that point. So I think a lot of people with, with things like this and social media, 
are podcasting, they might get into it for the wrong reasons. Like, hey, I want to get clout or I want to be famous. I want to get followers. I want to be liked. But if you honestly don't have a passion behind what you're doing, then you might as well not even start because that's, that's not how it works. You know, you might have the onesies and twosies like the uh, Bad Baby or the, uh, the country singer guy that got viral off Walmart. But those are one-offs, and their success is still yet to be determined. Like, it looks cool. They got the, their, their music and their singles and whatever, but we don't know if they're actually happy or really, truly successful. So you got to put in the work, man. Ain't no shortcuts, man. With anything in life, there's no shortcuts. I think uh, social media just makes it easier for people to think that people aren't doing the behind-the-scenes stuff because, for the most part, the only people who are showing you the behind the scenes grind and the hard work are like athletes and musicians, but you know, people out here on vacation and stuff, they don't really show you the long hours that they had to put in the, you know, all the school stuff they had to do, the sleeping on couches, about borrowing money from family, you know, they don't really show you that stuff. They just show you all the stunting. They show you all the, Oh, I'm out here living my best life. Instagram, you know, posts. So, Right. It, it, it has something to do with social media. People look at Instagram and Twitter and think like, man, I want to live like that. How did they get that way? And it's just, that's just what you're seeing. You're only seeing what they're putting out there. So you see that they're in some foreign island and, you know, driving a Benz, but you don't see what, what they did to get there. Even if you look at, I don't, I don't, I think the bad Bobby girl, I think she's kind of a social media kind of flame. Who is bro. that? The catch me outside girl. Oh, okay. okay but okay. but I do I do think like say say the, the yodeling kid, people would say like oh his success happened overnight. But how long had he been singing in that Walmart? Like that probably wasn't his first time. He's probably been doing that for a little while. He's been performing. He's been yodeling probably his whole life. So he's he's probably put in like you know the ten thousand hours that you have to do mm -hmm. to, to get right. something. But the only thing we saw was we saw him yodeling in Walmart. And then the next thing we know, he was at Coachella. And we're just like, oh, yeah. that happened overnight. No, we didn't see him when he was four years old yodeling with his grandpa. You know what I'm saying? So that's social media. That's a good point. That's, that's definitely a good point because nobody, nobody wants to promote the ugly, right? Nobody wants to show themselves struggling, just trying to make it and do all that. They want to talk about it after the fact, after well, they're already out on Cardi B, Cardi B does. Cardi B did. <laughs> She's she different, and I was I was gonna get there. I was gonna get there. She's like the only person I know of, right? Because she still comes out with her hair not done and her makeup not done, and she still shows. She's like still shooting herself. But anyway, I know South Breeze probably doesn't want to talk about Cardi, but anyway, I'm Barty again. Well, oh, okay. My thing is uh, like with social media, like Marks was saying, it is what somebody described as people's highlight rules. But yeah. just to open that up a little bit more, like. It's kind of Social one of those media is hard work. It, it is, it is. But it my is. thing is, my thing is though, like, okay, you have the people on Facebook that talk about their bad days, stuff like that. It's hard to kind of be real on social media because if you say, "Oh, I had a bad day, my day sucked," or whatever, then you get kind of looked at as, uh, you know, looking for pity and sympathy. It's like, nah, this is real life. So it's kind of a hard balance. You don't, want, you're forced to stunt. If that makes sense. You can't necessarily be uh, transparent because nobody wants to see you had a shitty day today. They just want to see that you bought a brand new car, or a brand new house, or got the newest drawers mm -hmm. or whatnot. But it's kind of a weird balance. And, and me, that's why I say social media is hard because you have to figure out the there's there's some sort of like 
theory no. or, or something to where it's like, all right, you have to have the right balance of, you know, I'm real, I'm struggling, look at me struggle and look at me being successful and look at me being funny with memes. And unfortunately, you have those girls who are out there who feel like the only way they can get that attention and get more followers shaking my ass. And, you know, doing a squat in a thong because that makes fucking sense for who? Like, things like that just to get that attention. And sometimes people become desperate enough to make, to get the wrong attention. But they look at any attention as good attention in a world of social media is because numbers speak volumes. And I think that's part of the issue that maybe Oprah is trying to get to as far as people are taking the easier way out. And they're thinking that things got to happen overnight and such and social media being an issue because not every content, even if it has high numbers, means that it's good content. Doesn't mean that it's valuable. Sure don't. That's, that's for damn sure. There's people that'll, like, one thing that I don't like about Twitter or, like, any social media where there's engagement is that people will think because they're getting retweets or like or they have more followers that makes what they're saying true or validates that, like. Yeah, that's great. You have uh, three thousand followers, but not a single one of those people would give you a dime if you need it. You know what I'm saying? The person that has mm-hmm. ten followers that would give them a dollar has more value than the person that has three thousand three thousand followers and wouldn't give them a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like that it, it gasses people up to make them think they're right or think that they're saying something of substance when it's like, bro, it's it's not how this works. But you know, on Twitter, that's that's how the game is. So you know. Get your retweets off. Yeah, it, it just comes out of putting that work, man. Everybody's listening, you know, KJ Dallas kid, you know, the young cats out there. You just got to put in the work, man. I got a homie. I'm going to try to get on. He's trying to get, get his comedy grind on, you know. And he, he puts in the work, so okay. pops off a little bit. But we'll, we'll have mine at some point, so. but Gary V says that all the time, too. Like, on all of his, between his podcasts and between all his, like, IG posts and things. Um, if you guys don't know who Gary Vee is, just go Google. He's amazing. But he says that all the time, people stay focused on chasing numbers and doing all of that instead of just putting out good content. Because if you put out the right content and it gets to the right person, eventually it'll do what it's supposed to do. But if you're out there just putting out, doing shit for numbers, then it's not going to, you're just putting out shit, basically. Yeah, that's true. So with that, you know, a lot of people want to get, you know, famous quick off social media so they can be rich or whatever they're trying to get to. And I'm sure we've talked about this and this is not an independent thought, but you know, just because you're rich and famous doesn't necessarily mean you're happy. Perfect example. Demi Miss Lovato. Demi Lovato. Oh, I love her Lord, so much. I love Lord. her so much. I saw the story heart. and I was like, heart. all right, cool. I mean, she was just sober and you know, she had a relapse or whatever. I wasn't really paying too much attention to it. So I'm like, you know, it's famous people. They do drugs. It is what it is. Mind you, I didn't know she was part of the whole Disney thing. Like, that was a, that was new to me. I was shocked that she's uh, she came from that realm. She falls through the whole Disney curse with all these crazy-ass kids or whatever. But then I saw that she was six years sober, but she's like 26 years old. I was like, God yeah. damn. Yo, you was getting it in. Like... You haven't seen, you got to take the time and watch her little docu-series that she did on YouTube or like documentary. Um, it was aired on YouTube. It's amazing. It's like a good 20 to 30 minutes, but it's well worth it. I promise you it's well worth it, especially if you want to get an understanding of who she is and where she comes from and stuff. Um, as far as all the demons that she's been battling, like you said, she's been, what, six years sober going on, and then she's only 26 years old, so... 
there's a there's an interesting story there behind it. Yeah, it's it, be careful what you wish for, man. Like it, the more I see stuff like this, and the more I live life, it's like having money isn't everything. It makes stuff a little bit more convenient, but it it doesn't necessarily make your your life better. If that makes sense. Shit, it makes it harder. I think being famous probably makes your life a lot harder. Uh, yeah, you look at you look at Demi Lovato. I, well, not even just Demi Lovato. Just look at all the, Kehlani. Uh, no, just any kid that came out of the Disney realm that you have fame at that early of an age. It's hard to be able to balance that. It's hard to be able to grow as a person, and it's it's clearly tough because a lot of them end up in rehab or doing crazy mm-hmm. stuff. You look at Kanye West; the more famous he's gotten, he's gotten a little bit more outlandish. You look at a. Uh, you can look, look at even Drew. Look at Kate Spade. No, I was gonna look at look at Drew. Like... Drew, Drew Barrymore was using cocaine. Oh, he was like yeah. thirteen. Damn, like thirteen. Like that's yeah. it's it's. I don't even know if it's it's not really the people. It's fame. Fame is really the the drug that's really getting people up out of the paint. And there's even even there's certain people that don't even have a crazy amount of fame. They just have a little bit of fame, and they just start to fall off the wagon. What's your man's name? Bump gang, like that. That nigga, he is falling off the wagon. Like I don't even, I didn't even know he was still doing stuff. Yo, but see, the the confusing part with Bump, I saw the video. uh, Apparently, it's a cry for help. I saw World Star retweeted, but he was like crying, listening to uh, R.I.P. XXX Tentacion. And I guess that I did see. I think he's from. I actually think he's from Duval County. If I'm not, I think he's from Jacksonville. God damn! Come on, (laughs) Freddie Beats. What are you? Get your man's Freddie. Get your yeah, hands ready. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we'll talk to him later. But yeah, I was like, yo, it, and the hard thing with him is it sucks that it's like this, but it's hard to judge if he's being serious because a lot of his stick is doing wild, ridiculous stuff for attention. So it's hard to say, hey, is he acting like this to promote something? Is he trying to get followers, trying to get attention, or is this really truly a cry for help? Like I looked at the comment section for that video and it was it wasn't as savage as I thought it would be. Like some people were actually concerned, but there was also people joking. But again, God forbid he overdoses or kills himself, then it's going to be like, oh, we should look for the signs. We should have been looking out for Boom Gang. And where were the warnings? Bro, the dude has tattoos all over his face. He clearly has a problem. He, he's clearly going through some things. So. I, I thought his cry for help was when uh, he was on Snapchat making a sex tape. That's yeah. when I was like, yeah. Whoa there. I was like, whoa, bro. Hey. Whoa there. Oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> No, no condom was to be seen with these multiple women. I was like, God, like, ah. wild race. Yo, he, did you see the video of him? Uh, he was doing an interview, I think, with uh, Adam 22. And I guess he was somebody put a lighter on the table. He's trying to grab for it. Like, he's oh, like, I did see that. Feet oh, I did see that. I'm like, bro, what is, you need to get up out of here. See, y'all laughing right now, but God forbid. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not laughing at him, but it's just this situation. He looks so bad. And, and, and he's not even, he's, he's not even like super internet famous. Like, he's, he's yeah, real right. known, like, Twitter, like black Twitter, but he's not. I only know invited. who he is because he was crying the other day. He's not getting invited on Ellen, is what I'm saying. He ain't that famous okay. to be just out of here wilding like that. He he's clearly someone that doesn't know how to handle that type of fame or celebrity, like any type of attention. He's not able to handle it. So it's so it it you should look at other people who can handle it and give them props for being able to deal with it. Like 
I don't, we don't, obviously, we don't know Beyonce, but she's been famous for a, I wouldn't say she's been famous, but she's been in the spotlight since she was like 10. Yeah. And from what Zendaya. we know, she's fairly normal. Like, even Zendaya, she's fairly yeah. normal. A lot of, there's not a lot of examples. Of long ass neck. Just, I don't know if that's considered normal. But. <laughs> Shut up. She's beautiful. Her neck is, her neck is hella long. But it, like, if you, I don't know if y'all watch Stranger Things, but those the four, right. the four or five kids oh, on that show. Yep. I mean, they they had to mature pretty quickly for their age because of social media, because of how people get at them on Twitter. It's insane how people attack them or even come on to them in yeah. such a weird way. It's like how do how do you navigate that? How do that's you, such a good point. Like I don't know how. Like from 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 what I see, those kids still are fairly normal and fairly grounded. But and very anomaly. mature. Like that's an anomaly. That's when not they're on the regular. red carpet, yeah, when they're giving out these interviews and they're so poised and they speak so well. And it, I mean, a part of that is training, but at the same time, it's like you're on the red carpet to the Golden Globes and all these other like major things and with all these celebrities around you. And I guess to the average person, we would be maybe a little giddy, super excited. But these are still kids that we're talking about. We're not talking about like grown ass people who might be a little bit more composed. So for them to still hold their ground and just be so poised, um, it just shows exactly what you said as far as them maturing really fast. Well, real quick to Marcus's point that I guess Boonk isn't that famous. Like I just Googled him real quick and apparently he was shot twice two days ago. I didn't hear no story about that. So yikes. Yeah. So he's clearly going through some things, man. Like he's again, this wow. is what he, man like he he's made his name being a troll and i didn't know he was a rapper apparently he raps i've never heard a song from him but he's a comedian he's listed as a comedian troll and a rapper so well that's how six nine describes himself uh in that andrew martinez interview and naturally he waited all the way to the end to then you know drop that little bombshell as i mean as... you can look at uh takashi six nine and tell how he's living he's like he's clearly a clown like well, he's, he's and, and andrew martinez needs to do better that, and what I, do you I, mean? No, no, no. Here, here's the thing. I saw the inter- I didn't watch the entire interview, but I saw it on my YouTube, uh, like the list of YouTube videos, like suggestions to watch. And I saw that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Takashi, how does he get an Angie, Angie Martinez interview? And I looked at the runtime. It was like an hour and a half long. What does this nigga got to say for an hour and a half? What is he talk? What is he? Ooh, what, see, what I didn't listen to the whole thing. No, I didn't listen to it. I just looked at the time. And I was like, yo, this is. This is the lady that Jay Z goes to for interviews. Like that's the only mm-hmm. person he does. That well, now, Tupac now, went to. And, and now, now he, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, now now he does like his title thing, so he doesn't he doesn't go to her that often. But Angie Martinez is a big deal in the hip hop community, and she interviews legends, like people Love that her. have legit things to say. She is a a gatekeeper to the hip hop community, and for her to bring Takashi Six Nine into her studio and talk to him for over an hour that that rubs me the wrong the wrong way i i'm not mad at takashi because he's he's out here trying to get all the clout all the money all the followers he can get all the attention but i feel like people in hip-hop culture do not take this guy seriously they know what he's about and that's probably why she gave him an hour and a half why why give him that platform you're you're one of the biggest interviews like the biggest interview 
interview I works in the hip hop community. Let me text her and see because my cousin <laughs> got to tell me. Hold on, let me text my prima real quick. Yeah, let, let tell see. her, tell her to come on. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're talking about like hip hop interviews, it's like what Angie Martinez, Breakfast Club, Hot ninety seven, uh, uh, Big Boy. Like, there's not well, a lot of big name people. He's well, me. And and she's and that's my issue. Angie Martinez is better than that. She can True. get legit interviews with legit stars, legit rappers, legit artists that have something to say. But instead, she took her time to speak to Takashi Six Nine for an hour and a half. Like, come on, come on. That's we got to do better yeah. than that. Like, I, I see what it is, but there were people that were complaining about the the Charlemagne interview with Kanye West. That was like there was about two hours of content. So if you're complaining about that, which was it was actually a pretty interesting interview, then who would want to? Yeah, yeah, we're not. Doing that. But that was on that was on on Kanye's own platform. Like he released that. Like that was an interview that was on his own website. Hmm. So well, this is Angie Martinez who brings in, you know, hip hop acts, hip hop legends, and she felt the need to bring him in. Like nah, man, you gotta get those clicks because actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Takashi's uh, interview on the Brexit. Breakfast Club, I think, is the highest watch interview on their YouTube stream. So, and he, and he, and he said hey, that too. He chasing said the yep. chasing the clicks, man. Like, hey, you got to get these dollars by any means necessary because radio. Is and yeah, he's a troll. That's like, what I, it is. I, I, I see it. I see what he's doing. Like, um, it's it's nah. I'm not doing it, man. Nah. It is what it is. Well, we'll pivot off of that. The, uh, I know Marcus had something to say about Wiz Khalifa and uh, bananas. Before he even breaks this down, whatever he's about to say is probably absurd and ridiculous. I actually ate a banana today. It was very delicious. Uh, lots of potassium. You work out. It's good for you for cramps and stuff like that. But Did you break I, it apart when you were eating it? Nah, man. I, 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 t- I took it no. on. Pause. Pause. See? <laughs> See? Here we go. I, just, we I go. just brought that up just because let me tell you something. I know my ladies can understand. When you're eating a banana, you have to eat it very <laughs> ugly. <laughs> you have to eat it very <laughs> ugly because it's just awkward as fuck. So you're like, you know what? Let me just be ugly. With it. You know what? Breaking it, it to pieces, show your teeth, like God, do everything. This, so I was it, wondering if you felt the same pressure because this is not fair. It's not I mean, I was, fair. I was in the privacy of my own home, so I have to okay. worry about anybody judging me. But this this ties <laughs> into what I said a couple episodes ago, like any. Anything outside of having a child, anything other, any other sexual talk is just deep, filthy, or right? like any act like that, like eating a fucking banana, like it is what it is. But Marcus, go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so pretty much Wiz Khalifa went up to the Breakfast Club. I didn't watch the interview. I just saw the clip on Twitter. And I don't know. I don't even know how it came up. But he says, if you eat a banana, you got to break it in half. If you bite a banana, you're sus, like you're suspect or you're gay. And he just kept saying pause the entire time. He was talking about the banana. I'm just like, bruh, you're a grown-ass man. How are you so insecure that you cannot enjoy a healthy banana in front of somebody? Like, you have to break it in half or else someone else or else someone will think you're gay. And, and not to say that being gay is a bad thing, but it's like you're the only one that's thinking that while you're eating the banana. What's the issue with you? Why do you think it's sus? Because no one else is thinking that. No one's looking at Wiz Khalifa saying, yo, look at that nigga eat that banana. I wonder if he's gay. Ain't no one thinking that, Wiz. No one's thinking about you that much. And if we're keeping it a buck, Wiz Khalifa, the way you dress since you came out, 
you dress like a gay mm. nigga from Atlanta. So what are you talking about? You wear them skinny jeans, hella tight. Nothing wrong them, with like, that. Ain't nothing wrong. I'm just saying. You're you're mm. the one that's saying like, oh, I, I'm I'm too manly to eat a banana without breaking it in half in front of another person. But I wear these skin tight jeans. I have my my coat, my shirt opened up, buttoned down all the way. I got little dreadlocks and I have earrings and I wear all this jewelry. But God forbid you eat a banana in front of somebody without breaking in the half or else someone thinks you're gay. Get over yourself, Wiz. Get over yourself. It ain't that serious. Like I'm tired, I'm tired of niggas just being like, oh well, if you do this, you gay. Oh, you wash your hands, oh that nigga gay. You wash it, you wash your face, that nigga gay. That's not you a eat thing. a banana. Please that tell nigga, me that's not a thing. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. There's niggas that do not wash their face because they think that shit is gay. <laughs> Like, come yeah, on, you, man. You gotta have a skin routine in 2018, y'all. I got one, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my, my skin popping, getting it glowing or whatever, but you know, you got to, yeah, if you drink water, you're gay. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, you out here, you out here drinking vegetable smoothies? Look at this gay ass nigga. You're like, what? Oh, you out here trying to be healthy? Look at this gay ass nigga. Yeah. Oh, you drink tea? Nothing. You drink tea? Put cut this off nigga. like Kinta, you can be mad as hell. Like, yo. This nigga gay. He out here hydrating. Oh, gay ass nigga out here hydrating. You fucking kidding me, man? That's why a lot of these niggas are gonna be dead like by the time they're 40, because they too they too busy trying 30. to not be 30. gay. 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. By 30, <laughs> out here trying to be hard, like, oh, I don't drink water, I drink Hennessy and lemonade. That's it. I ain't I ain't no soft ass nigga. I need to drink Hennessy. That's it. And I do push-ups all day. Water, I ain't do I I look soft to you. I look soft to you? <laughs> yes. Pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. No homo. No water over here. Pause. No homo. Let me put my tight yeah. jeans on. No homo. Get out of here, Wiz. That is just so lame and childish. I feel like I haven't heard that saying used seriously since I was, I don't know, maybe sixth, seventh grade. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, like, like kids just don't know any better. They're just being ignorant. That's you know? shit kids say, man. That shit, like, oh. Are, are men so insecure that men, men are so insecure that we can't we can't eat a banana, you can't wash your face, you can't get your your nails cleaned. Like if your nails are too clean, you're gay all of a sudden. Like personal hygiene is now gay. It's not just about personal hygiene. That's something women do. That's something feminine guys do. Like get out of here, get out of here. Like, of <laughs> a real side note, uh, RIP to uh, Lawrence uh, Breaker of Back's character on Insecure. I guess. <laughs> oh, yes. He's oh. not going to be on this season, so I'm still going to watch, but man, you know, where did, where did it all go wrong, man? But man, know, I just, That one hurt. That one hurt. That, might be, that might be the name of the episode. But he's an ex, so ex is going to get left in the past, just like in real life, so he got to go. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, I think men just need to get past their insecurities. Honestly, like there's not, you're not gonna catch the gay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, <laughs> it's not contagious. Like if I sit up here and say, "Yo, I watched the Notebook the other day," that ain't gonna turn me gay. I can sit up here and tell you, like, "Yo, Michael B. Jordan, he's an attractive guy." Guess he what? He sure is. Guess guess what, guys? He sure is. Guess what? I'm not gay, but he's an attractive <laughs> man. I can say that because I'm secure who I am as. As a Thank man, you. I'm secure guys, myself. They doing it. There've been plenty of times, and I'm not gonna point out anybody. But I'm like, hey, he's cute, right? He's cute, and then they'd be like, no, nah, man, I wouldn't know. Blah blah blah. It's like you know what's fucking cute. Like let's let's cut the shit. You know somebody's cute, 
or about- attractive and be my wingman. You know what I mean? Like, be my homie real quick. Let me know if he's cute so I could go and, you know, help me out, spit that game, throw some tea, whatever, and, just, and then just- we can make it happen. <laughs> and, just, and just keeping it on the notebook. I'm going I'm to come in with a hot take. I don't know if, if white Twitter is going to get me up out of the paint. Ryan Gosling, Uh-oh. Ryan Uh-oh. Gosling, I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't see the hype. I don't think he's out of track. Oh, what do you mean? That he's got a weird. He's got yeah. a weird face. His his face he's is been, weird. I'm sorry. Is he has like a weird? He has like a long chin, but it's just so cute. That scene when they go and she comes over the house and him and his dad are making pancakes, and then she's like showing him her artwork, and he was looking all flabbergasted at his dad because he was embarrassed. That scene right there is like, yeah, okay, Ryan, let's go. If, like, if you're if you're a bird, cute. if you're a bird, I'm a bird. You're a bird. I'm a bird. I mean, what is, you get whatever. it. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's a movie. Like, we're not allowed to have emotions either. Like, get out of here. Come on. Uh, for the record, I've that's never how it should be. I've never seen. I've never seen that before. Listen, yeah. if I'm a bird, you a bird. We I mean, work you're, together. You're a different type of bird. Oh, I know a bird that you know a bird. You know that same bird, but we can leave that one alone. Uh, we can leave that talk. one alone. You yeah. know that bird, but we can leave that alone. Anyway, I think you know what's what? interesting as far as him eating a banana and then say how I was describing how us females have to eat a banana very ugly is we eat it ugly for the sake of or because, you know, men are perverted. And really, teasing, really, you That's- don't think. We're, we're, I'm, I'm, I only roll with God fearing saved Christian. Shut the fuck up. I don't even know what that means. Doug. Shut up. What was the last time you was at church, son? What was the last time yeah. you went to church? Look, you don't need, you don't need to discuss my. Oh, my okay. So. Nothing that says you have to go to church to be saved. Actually, church is a scam, but we, we've talked about this. Go look at our <laughs> Yeah. So we, at least I do. I'll speak for myself. You know, I know a lot of other ladies who do the same thing. Eat a banana is very ugly for the sheer fact that you have men out there who are just perverted and you just feel the eyes, you just feel like it's just gross or like immaturity. So for him to not want to eat a banana the proper way or make it a point, I'm going to break it in half because if you don't, then you gay, blah, blah, blah. Like that's just ridiculous. That's insecurity on his self. That's not anybody. Nobody's looking at him, pointing fingers at him waiting to see whether or not he's gay. But I can promise you, I've seen times where you open up a, a banana and there's men or people around you just waiting to see how you're going to eat that banana. How big of a bite are you about to take? I've and, seen it. And it's it's freaking wild because the only people who are like, yo, if you do that, you gay. If you do this, you gay. The only people I hear saying that, straight people. Exactly. I ain't never, I ain't never heard no gay nigga talk about, hey, hey, if you do that, you gay. If you do that, hey, that's 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 our thing. Don't do that. I've never <laughs> heard a, that. But the checklist waiting, just so waiting like, to check it so, off. So my question is, is like, so are you hard ass straight niggas? Like, how do you know all this gay stuff? Did you get a handbook or something? Did I miss the email chain? Because you, y'all are the only ones telling me what's gay. So apparently, you know a lot about gay shit. So you inform me on all this gay culture that you know about. Because ain't no gay nigga ever told me not to eat a banana or not to watch the notebook. Not, not one. It's just straight dudes. So it, let me know. Yeah, straight me. men need to step it up. <laughs> yeah, step it up in Elf's DMs and hella dry. So let her know what's good. Leave uh, my DMs alone. That's that's the problem. Your DMs are alone. <laughs> no, I've been. Oh my gosh, you know it's so bad. For, 
I've been so I met some guys when we were out in New Orleans and we exchanged we exchanged numbers. I'm not gonna go my girl not soapbox because that was a long ass winded out. But um yeah, and then it's like as soon as I get back home, I'm like black, 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 black. <laughs> no, I just not interested. No. That's that's terrible. But I know uh, I know I sent a picture to the group text. I might make this the artwork this week or maybe post it on Twitter. <laughs> I, I got a good chuckle out of it, and I know Elle will have some things to say about this, ladies. You can let us know, too. Uh, you can add me at Southview706 or email us at AugustaWorkflow706. If you have any ideas or topics, just go tell us something. We'll keep your uh, your identity anonymous. So uh, so it's an interesting picture. It, uh, so it's just like uh, some stick figures. It's a woman and a man, right? So I'm going to go through all the panels. First panel is a woman saying, I want marriage. The guy obliged. She says, okay. So next picture is then married. She's like, hey, I want kids. The guy's like, okay. Next picture is them happily walking with the child. You see the man looks like he's doing some hard work, you know, bringing home bacon, you know, taking care of his family, working the long hours, burning the midnight oil. And his his unappreciative wife is yelling at him and cursing him out, calling him all kinds of N-words and crazy stuff. The next panel is a man working his lawn, you know, walking the dog, getting groceries at work making money, keeping his wife happy. He gets home, his wife's yelling at him. He's out there taking care of his kids, playing with them. And then the next panel, you have the woman on Facebook posting, the romance is gone, he doesn't give me enough attention. Oh no, she tells him the romance is gone, he doesn't give me enough attention. So next panel is a message for some uh, sexy flexy looking dude on Facebook. <laughs> Talk about, you're so beautiful, I can't stop thinking about you. And she replies, stop, you know, I'm married. I guess the man wants to get away from his wife, so he goes play some golf. And the sexy flexy guy is like, yo, come on, let me come over for coffee while, we, while he's at work. And she's like, okay, just for coffee and a chat. The next panel is the sexy flexy guy blowing up. I can't stand you. Dog powder. And then the next panel is... I guess she tells the guy that she uh, let the sexy flexy guy blow her back out. And he was like, how could you do this? She's like, he made me feel special. And then the next picture is them getting divorced and her taking all his money and he is lonely and she keeps family, the kids and the dog. So what I uh, pulled out of this illustration is that these women out here need to be more appreciative. Your man out here working 22-hour shifts, coming home, watching the kids, walking the dog, you know, Doing what you do, take care of the family, and sometimes, uh, you know, romance can be the all time. Stop and that you it. A Stop bag it. On Facebook Stop and it. Sexy flexy guy blow your back out after uh, I go to work and play golf or whatever. So, shout out to the Godfam brothers out here. You know, just keep your head up, keep your chin up, and uh, you know, just just you know, keep doing what you do, brothers. Respect. First of all, first of all. The issue that I have with that is that they're showing that the man is the one getting the bacon. The man is being strong and doing all this, being tired. Like, she's not tired. Who's to say that she wasn't working? Who's to say that being a stay-at-home mom... Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Who's that? I didn't see any candles with with a hot plate ready when he came home from that 18-hour shift. Because clearly the person who wrote this, the person who wrote this was in his motherfucking feelings. That's why. He was illustrating his life. He's miserable. (laughs) What? What? 
got me in my feelings. Yeah, they got you in your feelings. Because at the end of the day, who's to say it could be that same scenario that she's at home working over the stove, cleaning stay up on, the stay house. Stay on task. We're staying on what the, the panel illustrates. No, 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 no. Uh, because we can, this is real we can life. go, we can, this is this real, is life, real too. life, too. So when she's taking care of his kids, taking care of his house, taking care of his psyche, making sure that he's not stressed the fuck out when he gets home. Yeah, meanwhile, he goes to work and during his lunch break that he no longer comes home for, he's fucking the secretary. He's blowing See, out her bag. Doing all these you, other things. This is you projecting all I'm from, saying from is in your life. <laughs> from lifetime. Look, this man is out here working hard. He's being God-fearing. This illustration is biased and bullshit is what I'm trying to get to. It's biased and bullshit. I'll take it a step further. What I told you guys in the group chat, as far as, you know, there's men out there who don't even want marriage or don't even want to do these things that they want to play house, want to give these women babies, and they do all of these things. Yet, meanwhile, they a, they don't commit to them after she's over there being his wifey because he's looking for a wifey chick. But, yeah, he's playing her down with the girl from down the street, with the thoughty. And, and doing all the all this nonsense right under her nose, and then getting mad at her because she catches him. Well, I mean, she mind her business. That's that's what he does. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. My point is that this illustration is so biased. Clearly, the guy who wrote it was like, "It's fucking funny. his wife left him for somebody else, and he mad." I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that that illustration doesn't have any sort of truth to it because it very well can be true. But there's there's a lot of different sides of the story, and there's a lot of different stories that could be made, and I don't like actually, that one. Now that you now that you say that, this actually reminds me. This ties in what I said earlier. It actually reminds me of uh, the kind of the uh, the script for season one of Insecure. If you think about it, Lawrence oh. was out. He was, wrong, but he was trying to get back on his feet, and uh, you know. Oh, Issa Rae was out getting her backbone out in the studio. You know he wasn't like, fulfilling his her needs. He, but she we acknowledged that she was wrong. Everybody knew that Issa did wrong. This, hey, I'm just saying. Now, this, now this, all, this all makes sense. This is Lawrence. This is why I got put up the show because <laughs> she's a, a whore bag. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. no, because he wanted to still be a little playboy. All right, man. Whatever, whatever you say. That's that's all I gotta say about that. It's a pretty funny it's picture. It's a that. funny picture, but there could definitely be multiple illustrations showing the male as the evil villain versus this one showing just the woman as the evil villain. Yeah, that's how you took me. That much. The the panel could be viewed as a tad bit biased. A tad bit biased. <laughs> just like, a bit. Just a tad. It's like, bruh, like it ain't like that, man. Well, maybe it was like that for you. Maybe you had a bad experience, but you know, don't be out here projecting your terrible marriage, divorce, and how you lost everything, and saying that that's what it is. Like, there's people out here that have. Good that's marriages. not all marriages. To so the there's, average person who doesn't who doesn't know how to form their own opinion and such, they're gonna look at that like, oh, see marriage is all negative. Why do I want to get a part of that and blah, blah, blah. And then they can miss their chance with the love of their life. Well, there, and, and there's, there's some way, there's some people that are able to, you know, get divorced and still be fine and have a amicable divorce and everything is cool. And there's mm-hmm. other people who are like, yo, I don't want to get married and that's fine. But don't use this as the example to why you don't want to get married. Cause this is not, this is not what marriage is. This is just, Someone to put something out there for retweets or clickbait or whatever. Like, if you don't want to get married, no one's out here forcing you to. I understand people that don't want to get married, but 
this ain't it. <laughs> like, this is something out of a bad movie. Well, <laughs> the bottom line is to delete Facebook 2018. That's all I got from this. That shit been gone. 2016, we been gone from Facebook. Man, I haven't looked onto Facebook and oof. It didn't he didn't uh, Zuckerberg lose like sixteen billion dollars the other day? He I was lost like, a lot. How you how you lose sixteen? How you lose how you lose sixteen billion dollars and not kill yourself? That's a lot of money. Oh my god! Because you got like sixteen more in your back pocket. Then you. That's crazy. That's crazy. How much money these dudes got? That's insane to me. You lost sixteen billion dollars and you're still like the top ten richest person in the in the world. That's insane. Hmm. I just I don't I don't understand it. It's too much. It's too rich for me. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Kind of hungry. LeBron James. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I guess I know nothing about this. All I know is LeBron James opened up a school, and apparently, uh, people are roasting Michael Jordan because they're saying he's while LeBron James trying to open up schools, Michael Jordan trying to find a way to fill up prisons or something like that. I don't know. Goddamn. Damn. I, don't I mean, knowing how Michael Jordan is as far as his political stances and his uh, lack thereof uh, activism or caring about the black community wouldn't surprise me. So. Because remember, Republicans buy shoes as well. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is something that LeBron James has been, I guess, trying to do for a couple of years now, and it goes back to the to the social media thing we were talking about. A lot of people just get on Twitter today and say and see, "Oh, LeBron James opened up a school. It is opening up tomorrow. Wow, look at LeBron. He just, you know, put a, put in a bunch of money and he's got a school coming in. He's been trying to get the school built for like two years. Not even the school built, but just trying to get." Get it to what like I don't know the ins and outs of, of, of schools. You have to get in the right district, zoning, curriculum, teachers, uh, buses, all the there's a lot of work that goes into this. LeBron on his end didn't really put a lot of that stuff out there. He didn't show you the grind that it took to really get to this point. That's but, a good point. But he's he put in the work and he's put a school in the city of Akron, that's in, in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is a this is a big deal. Like this isn't just you know oh I'm an athlete and I'm buying you know shoes for for the kids. This is a legit public school in the city that he grew up in, and it's not one of those private schools where you get you know well off kids coming into your school because you know they know somebody. These are just legit regular ass kids that live in Akron that are getting an opportunity to go to the school, and this is this is. That's amazing. When we talk about like 20 years from now, when we talk about athletes and their accomplishments on and off the court, I feel like LeBron James is going to be number one in that because he's stepped up in as far as on the court. He's he's a three-time champion. He's a, a four or five-time MVP, you know, all NBA. He's going to have scoring records, assist records, rebound records. He's opened up a public school. He's put... All those scholarships that he's yeah, I, I I can't. I can't... I don't know the exact number, but he's he's put in millions of dollars to put under underprivileged kids to college. Like he's paid a lot of tuition for a lot of kids. He's spoken up against racism and oppression. He's stood up for, you know, NFL players and what they're doing. He's he's been a voice. He's been an activist and he's out there trying to make a difference. And like I said, 20 years from now, when we talk about all time great athletes, we're going to be talking about Muhammad Ali. 
and LeBron James for what they've done on and off the court. And for me, this is this is more than what he should be doing. Like this isn't something that we should require of our athletes and basketball players to do. It shouldn't be on LeBron James to lift up the city of Akron. It's not his job. That's not what he's there for. It should be the lawmakers, the governors, the mayors, the senators, the senators like whoever is in charge of Akron needs to get that school system up. We shouldn't have to rely on a LeBron James to, and, and I'm, I'm not, and this, I'm not shitting on LeBron. This is, you know, more props to him. It's more about the, the school system in itself that we have to, like, if LeBron James wasn't doing this, what, where would these kids go? Like, would they have that mm-hmm. same opportunity? Like, this is legit going to change people's lives. Like, this public school is going to change people's lives. LeBron James putting these kids through college is going to change these kids' lives. And this is something that the school system has not done. They've kind of dropped the ball on this. And it's it's a shame that our athletes, our musicians, have to do something about it. You know, like Jay-Z and Beyonce doing the thing with uh, prison reform. Uh, getting getting Meek Mill out of jail, getting other people out of jail, mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian helping out, getting that that lady out of jail, paying for her lawyers because she couldn't afford it. There's all these celebrities and athletes doing all this good, and it's like, well, what what are our politicians doing? What is hello doing? bingo? Why, why why are all these celebrities doing this? Why are they stepping in? Why aren't the people with the actual power to change doing something here? And and more prop more props to to LeBron and Kim and Jay Beyonce everybody else that's able to do something but this should also shine a light on the lack of of activity from the people that it's their like people like Betsy DeVoe like what are you doing are you doing anything are you helping are you doing your job like let's 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 go guys let's not just rely on uh, a like. If it, if it wasn't for LeBron being born in Akron, if he was born in North Carolina, Akron would just suck. It would just suck. That's it. North Carolina would be good. They'd be well off, but Akron would get left behind. And they're fortunate that LeBron was born there. Uh, fun fun fact, Betsy DeVos has a $40 million yacht. How much money does she have? How do you have a $40 million yacht? That's all for money. She comes from money. Like, but like, a forty million dollar yacht, still that you just lost. Like, imagine if you lost your car tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'd be devastated. I'm like, bro, I need how I lose my car. <laughs> I still owe money on that car. Like, what? <laughs> she lost a forty million dollar boat, and it's like, oh well, I get another one. How do you lose a yacht? Uh, some people, uh, they uh, well, they stole off. it. Yeah, they took the anchor off. That shit just like floated away. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think we hit everything. Uh, I can't think of anything else to talk about. But uh, yeah, anybody have any closing words, uh, guys? Anything? No, thank you. Wiz Khalifa, get get over yourself. That's all I'm say. Get over yourself, Wiz. Your name is Wiz. Wiz, come on, man. Yeah, and. <laughs> Keep it a buck. I your music's not great, so it sure is not. It's not it's good, bro. I tried to listen good. to one of his albums. He was hyped. I was like, bro, this shit is not good. Dog. It's not good at all. Outside of the hits, mm-hmm. yeah. I've only it's- listened to singles. I wouldn't know. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Shout out to uh, 
Reduce Lunch Podcast. Uh, shout to Daddy Brown. Freddie B. Sawyer's name is his horrible, horrible, horrible sports take. I get it, man. Y'all are good with music, pop culture, sports. That is not <laughs> smoke. Smoke. We're gonna have you on the Dirty Bird Nation report, so we can uh, evaluate your mental. Like, so real quick, and just a quick, quick segue to get to the Dirty Nation report. He he thought that I and the Falcons folks were coming at him because he said that Matt Ryan has never been an elite quarterback. He also said that Matt Ryan was not better than Russell Wilson. And then I was like, I let all that slide. But when he said that Matt Ryan was just a better version of Blake Bortles, I was like, bruh, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, what are we doing here, guys? So do your research, go on ESPN, PFF. I definitely gave you plenty of stats to disprove the nonsense you were doing. I guess it was tied into the article with ESPN making up this new metric of tiers of quarterbacks. I guess there's nothing to talk about. And his issue was that they uh, weren't putting any black people I guess in the top tier or whatever. And I was like, bro, they had a ESPN did a, a thing on uh, the NFC South where at one point they had Josh Freeman rated higher than Matt Ryan. So let's not, let's not play the race card in that. So and that's when one of his mini tirades. So I, I seem to know people that have teams with bad quarterbacks love to fixate on the other people's teams, but it's neither here nor there, but. Shout out to him. We'll definitely uh, chat yeah, shout out to him. I, I would like to change my my hot take on Kobe Bryant. I, I said on Twitter that Kobe Bryant was not a top five Laker of all time. I would like to take that back, and I will say Kobe Bryant is a top five Laker of all time. He's just number five. He's the line of demarcation between the greats like Kareem, Shaq, and Wilt, and then there's uh, like Kobe Bryant's line, and then you got like Derek Fisher and Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom. You said, well... Shaq, Wilt, Kareem, we're missing. Oh, Magic. Actually, look. Actually, you know what? Kobe's not top five. He's number six. LeBron James is number five. <laughs> yeah, that's my new team, the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, the king is home. You know, purple and gold, baby. We out here. Yeah, I can argue that. You depending on. Uh, I mean, Magic Johnson beat eight, so. Uh, but then Kobe beat a Lakers charge, so. <laughs> It's a it's a coin toss, a coin toss. So. Good God, I can't stand you. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't actually a, a rape, so it was the lady she falsified her story, you know. But there's no shame in being number six all time in your franchise. There's no shame in that. There's no shame. Be proud of that. That's a badge of honor. Number six. Well, it is what it is. Uh, shout out to Crappy Cake. Shout out to uh, Chuck Decoy. Shout out to KJ Dallas Kid. Shout out to uh, damn, what's that Falcons fan that listens? You know who you are, my bad, dude. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody listening to us, man. Definitely add us. Definitely join the conversation. We love chopping it up. Uh, we got a new logo coming. We got some new stuff coming down the pipe. We're just being really slow because apparently nobody wants to uh, make money on making logos. So if you do design logos, you want to make some money, hit me up at Southbreeze706 on Twitter. Uh, this is Committee Podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs>